No success in the world can compensate for failure in the home. That's why Club Wealth was founded, to help driven, successful, and busy real estate agents like you double their business while building a strong, balanced home life. Join us each week as high-producing agents and team leaders share their stories and unpack the principles and systems they've used to double, triple, and even quadruple their business while enjoying greater quality of life. And now, here's the latest episode of Club Wealth TV. I got to tell you guys, uh, recently, and I'm, I'm logging in so we can uh, follow this on our page, but uh, guys, I want to tell you, we recently held a big event in Anaheim, California. It's our business strategy mastermind conference. And I'm getting some background noise on somebody that's typing there. Hang on one second. Let me see if I mute Brian, if that was it. I think it was you, Brian. Uh, that being said, we recently had our big business strategy mastermind conference in Anaheim, California. And uh, Mark came and spoke at that event. And I got to tell you, we had tons and tons and tons of feedback saying that Mark is the man and that we need to get more Mark. And uh, so I just, I'm here to tell you, first of all, I love this guy. There, Listen, taxes aren't fun, right? This is not something people are like, man, I can't wait to go deal with my taxes. Like nobody wants to do that, right? But what I can tell you is it's one of the most important things you can dial in because one of the best ways to make more money or rather to keep more money is the avoidance of tax. Now we're not talking about evasion, two different things, right? But the avoidance of tax is one of the best ways you can put more money in your pocket every year. Let me tell you something. Mark Kohler and his team are the people to do it for you, to show you exactly how to do it. And he's going to give us a ton of tips and tricks today on exactly what we can do to uh, make this year our best year yet in terms of net income. All right. That being said, uh, let's get rocking and rolling right away with my co-host, Brian Curtis. Brian, thank you for being on with us today, again, as always. And uh, we're going to go ahead and jump right into the questions. So, or I'm sorry, I'm going to jump right into Mark. And Mark, if you could just do me a favor, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you. And I know you're going to be screen sharing with us. And as you do that, folks, as you're watching, I see we got Dorothy Pastorelli, Scott Gregory, Coach Justin Stewart, uh, Coach Scott Gregory, I should say. Uh, dude, we got a whole bunch of people watching all of a sudden. Sandy Stites just joined. You guys, type your questions in your screen on the, on, the, on the feed that you're watching right now. Type your questions in there, and we will make sure that Mark answers your questions live. So, Mark, go ahead. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, Michael, thank you for having me, and thanks for those kind words. I appreciate it. Um, very, very uh, generous of you. Uh, everybody, please give this at least a few minutes. I know sometimes you're apprehensive of a live webinar, wondering what the topic's really going to be, but this is really important. And I know in the first five to 10 minutes, you'll sense that and get the kind of the breadth of what we're going to cover today. But uh, really what I do is specialize in helping small business owners. And if you're a real estate professional, you are a business owner. And we, we really need to keep that bigger picture in mind is that even though we might be an expert at one thing or another, at the end of the day, we still have to file a tax return. We're still going to have to make sales and cut expenses and take home some extra profit. So I just love that. Now, and I also can peer into your soul, people. I know you. I know real estate professionals. You're good on your feet. You know how to talk. You can analyze a deal. You can shake people's hands and work a room but you hate to do books. You hate to talk about your bookkeeping and taxes. Am I right, Michael? Oh my gosh, I freaking hate that stuff. I know Brian lives for that. He just loves it, right? No, no? <laughs> okay, now so here's the point. This is your intervention, people. 
I'm not going to teach you how to do this per se. I just want you to be able to identify the issues because you need to have a first mate to take care of this crap. You've got to have an accountant and a lawyer that can work together or they're one and the same. I'm a tax lawyer. We're a tax law firm. We work hand in hand with our accounting side. A lot of people like that synergy. But the point is, you got to have a first mate. And you've also got to make sure that this person knows what the hell they're doing. And so today, what I want to do is hit four or five important key topics. And if these don't sound familiar, if these seem weird to you, and you've never had this conversation with your accountant, you've got the wrong first mate. you got to throw them off the boat and get a new person to help you because this can cost you thousands. So I'm, I'm not going to bore you with the details of how to put them in the line and all this crap and where it goes on your tax return. You shouldn't worry about that. What you should be able to do is hold your people accountable. You know, Mark, I'm really glad you mentioned that because so many people think, oh, my guy does a great job on my taxes. Well, how do you know? How do you guys freaking know that your guy is doing a great job on your taxes? How do you know that you're not getting screwed for tens of thousands of dollars every year that would be very easy to recover if you had the right person? And I'm telling you, I've paid thousands of dollars a year for accounting advice and for tax preparation. And I'm telling you, Mark is my guy now. Mark does my taxes. Michael Hellickson's personal taxes. He does Club Wealth's taxes. There's a reason for that, right? Because I want the best. Yeah, and Michael, and just I, I don't want to expose or share too much because we have attorney-client privilege. But oh, I think I can yeah. say in general, after our Anaheim event, Michael was like, "Mark, Tara, and I have to meet with you. We got to meet." And we got together, and I we went through three or four things that you, you, guys, and 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 we were saved several tens of thousands of dollars just with some quick modifications before year end. But here's my point. If you're well, hold on, hold on. I got to share it. So like I said, you literally, I, he's not kidding you guys, literally in an hour long conversation saved us tens of thousands of dollars, literally in like the last 15 days of the year. And it was just simple stuff. And, and, it, and it took Tara maybe a couple of hours to go implement the couple of things that we had to make a couple of structure changes uh, to some things. But when he did that, I mean, you guys, this is real money. This is money I didn't have to go earn. And remember, if I want to go to dinner, if I want to spend $100 on dinner, Based on our profit margins and all this kind of stuff in real estate, generally speaking, you're going to have to go earn $366 to pay for that dinner. So for when Mark saves me, let's say he saves me $10,000, that's like saving me $36,000, you guys. I mean, or, or that's like me going $36,000. You guys, you got to think about this. Saving on taxes is the fastest and easiest way to put more money in your pocket. Absolutely. Now, last point. Let me make this, people. You may think your accountant is doing everything to save you taxes, but there are several strategies they cannot do without talking with you. There has to be a conversation about paying your kids, your S-corp salary. Are you doing a 401k? What about your rental property? Blah. I've got four or five things we're going to talk about. And if you go, well, my accountant's not talking to him. Well, people, they can't do those strategies without working with you. So you've got to, here's your intervention. You just have to be involved enough to call the shots as the captain of your ship, and then you're good. So anyway, that's that's the I get. Oh, and I'm a CPA attorney, best-selling author. I speak around the country. I love this stuff. We got a real law firm, a real accounting firm. Wife and four kids, and I love to surf and 
fly fish and a few other things. So. And, and by the way, Mark, I wanted to touch on that also really quick. You, you guys, you, what we're, what Mark just said is really important. You don't have to be an expert at this. Okay. And like, I'm not an expert at taxes, like freaking a, I got people for that. I got Mark for that. Right. So, but what I, what I do need to know is I need to know enough to understand what the heck he's talking about. Right. I need to know enough so that when it comes time to make important decisions in my business with his advice, I'm equipped to be able to make those decisions. Um, and so, you know, again, you guys, you don't have to know everything, but listen to what Mark's going to share today and you'll know enough to be able to make the important decisions you've got to make this year so that you can save tens of thousands of dollars. Yep. Uh, Brian, anything to add to that? Just real simple. I mean, you know, in real estate, we do things like, and I'm hoping people, I'm going to make the assumption that people are doing this. I hire a photographer because I'm not a photographer. I hire a stager because I'm not a stager. One of the things that real estate agents have done for the last 50 years is they tried to be good at everything. And most of them have been average at everything instead of being good at anything. So you could probably go to school for the next four years and, you know, go to law school and do all that. And and then maybe have some resemblance to Mark's knowledge. Why? Why on earth would you do that? Why would you spend that amount of money, that time and that effort? Hire somebody like Mark who knows what he's doing and is an expert at it. We know we we do ex, we've gotten to the point where we become experts in all of these things, or, or at least been smart enough to do it. When I go on a listing appointment, I tell that 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 agent or that buy, that seller, I'm not gonna take your pictures because I suck at it. I've hired a marketing company to, to market your house. Why on earth would I think that I know anything about the tax code? So go out there and hire somebody who, this is what Mark does every day. It's the same thing. You're fizzboing your taxes if you don't have an accountant. Stop it. Yep. Dude, 100% agree. That's like, I'm going to perform my own appendectomy today because, you know, I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> like, what are you, crazy? <laughs> Oh, I know. It's crazy. Well, okay. Now let's jump into it. Everybody paying attention, listening. Thank you for that little introduction. Uh, I told you a little bit more about myself. Anyway, we help clients all over the country. We help more clients in all the states than in one particular state as an accounting firm, as a law firm. So at the end of the day, if you find some information that's helpful, you can reach out to us or just interview your current CPA this year and say, why aren't we doing this? And they'll go, oh, I didn't know you were interested in doing that. Then you'll slap them and you'll get to work. Or if they're uh, haughty, a lot of times opinionated, most accountants can be very territorial and offended. If you bring a strategy to them, you got the wrong advisor. They work for you. Um, you're the you're the captain. So, um, okay, let's dive into it. And by the way, Mark, I think that's really important. You guys, you got to be willing to tell your CPA no. You got to be willing to say, no, I don't want to, I want to be more aggressive than that. You know, and people are afraid to say that, right? I saw somebody in a thread the other day. They're like, I want a CPA that's, that's not afraid of prison. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't know about going that far, yeah. but at the same time, you do want them to be aggressive, right? Because if you're not taking aggressive deductions, then guess what? You're just paying money that you shouldn't be paying. And if the, and as long as it's not fraudulent, as long as it's not rising to the level of tax evasion, which is a very specific thing, as long as you're not doing that, be aggressive with those deductions. Because if they come back and say, hey, you owe us some more money, cool, write the check. But at least you've had that, that money in the meantime and been able to use that money to make more. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I'm going to share my screen here. And last barrier some may say is, well, my taxes are what they are. Guys, you, you're you're real estate professionals. Think about a kitchen remodel. A kitchen remodel is what it is. No, it's not. You can get five different contractors. You can get five different results. Taxes are the same way. I know that may blow your mind, but there's intellectual levels. There's aggressiveness levels. There's creativity levels that can vary from account to account. Okay. Yep. All right. 
Now I'm going to share a screen here. You and, have the share button on there? Uh, yep. I'm hoping this works here. It worked. We got it. Yep. We're seeing right. it. Okay. So this is one of our websites here. I'm going to jump over here. Okay. So these are some slides that I showed at the Anaheim conference. I'm going to use these as kind of a springboard for today. Please pose your questions down below. I'll let Michael play uh, with Brian. You guys play monitor. And uh, we'll take a pause after each strategy or slide and just answer a few questions. We're going to wrap this up by um, the top of the hour. Now, um, oh, and on this, this little introduction, you can get any of my books on my website, markjkohler.com, or uh, we have a, a a podcast every week at Refresh Your Wealth. It's very powerful, easy for you guys to catch on the road. This is our law firm and accounting firm. So I'll share more of this as we go. But um, also, Mark, as you're as you're saying that, if if you guys want to get a copy of Mark's ebook, go to clubwealth.com forward slash CPA. Clubwealth.com forward slash CPA. Uh, and you can get Mark's ebook right there. Dude, let me tell you, you guys gotta see this thing. It's gonna blow you away. Yeah, and on that, this is free for everybody. Currently, I have an ebook on my website, the top ten tax, uh, top ten best tax saving secrets. You sign up for my newsletter, you get this ebook. But I have another ebook that is not out there. It's uh, one that I've modified for this year. I've not shared it anywhere yet, except at Club Wealth, and it is the top ten mistakes small business owners, entrepreneurs make. So if you uh, go to that download that Michael just shared, you'll be the first to get that this year. It'll ultimately be switched out here on my website sometime this year, but um, you're the first to get it. It's a great little ebook, maybe 30 pages. I make it really easy to go through. And I posted that in the, in the chat box, you guys. So if you guys want to jump in there, you can uh, just click on that and download it. Okay. Now here's the basic concept. Okay. Everybody back, now to school. Um, when you meet with your accountant and lawyer, you, the perspective saves you so much time and energy. And the perspective of what I like to teach here is this trifecta. And this has been my claim to fame over the last 20 years is making sense of this. And a lot of uh, business owners find this to be extremely refreshing. I want to divide your life into three pieces. I want your operations on the left side, your holdings on the right, and then your trust or your family estate plan down here at the bottom. So uh, just quickly, this would be, of course, where you're going to collect your commissions and services. This is going to be, if you're a realtor making more than 50 grand, and if you're with Club Wealth, you obviously are because you know they kick butt. So if you're making money as a realtor, a broker, you're going to ultimately be an S-Corp. Now, that could be an LLC taxed as an S-Corp, which that's fine. But there's a strategy we're going to go through on how you maintain that escort to get the maximum benefit. And freaking Donald Trump and the GOP threw gas on the fire. It gets better. So you've got to know this strategy and at least hold your accountant responsible to make sure they maximize it. Number two, when you buy rental properties, that's an LLC. You're going to ha maybe have one LLC for two or three rentals. You might have 10 LLCs and 30 rentals. You might have an LLC in one state versus another state. That's going to vary. Today, we're not going to dive into the asset protection of how many LLCs for how many rentals and where you set them up. I love that. I talk about it and write about it over and over again. And some of you may need a consultation just on the legal piece of your structure to make sure you're maintaining your LLCs, your titles are transferred, your lease agreements are correct, because LLCs are being pierced around the country. I was just on NBC in Seattle on their weekend show talking about LLCs being pierced where people have their VRBOs and Airbnbs uh, held by an LLC. And they're like, 
Why am I personally liable? It's because you have one sheet of freaking paper. And at one sheet of paper at LegalZoom and the DIY strategy of do it yourself, people are piercing that. You've got to do more than just one piece of paper to have an LLC. And so I teach that. We can talk about it if you need a consult on that. Finally, and then Michael, I'm anxious, Brian, to hear your comments on this basic picture, is I want your family trust involved. I hate to tell you people today, you're not going to live forever. You need to have a plan that if you get hit by a bus or heaven forbid you and your your partner, your spouse, you pass away, where's all this work, all this money go? And I want to have a living trust that brings it together with provisions of kids getting money when they're 20, 25, and 30. If they're on drugs, it's held back and this and that. And what, But what about my first kids or my second marriage and this and that? Guys, if you don't have a plan, the lawyers are going to come in like vultures and it's going to be a nightmare and destroy your family. So you got to be thinking of the long term as well. So these three pieces, the tax planning, the asset protection planning, and then the estate planning need to be coordinated. And one a meeting a year, you can bring this together. Just one or two meetings a year to just make sure you're dialed in can be very, very simple to do. So that's point number one. Michael, any comments? You know, I, well, and Brian, feel free to jump in as well. But I got to tell you, the thing that bugs me is, you know, we work so hard for every penny we earn and everybody's coming after our commissions in this industry. And it's like the commissions are getting smaller and smaller and the work's getting bigger and bigger. And then if that's not enough, then after we finally manage to eke out a living, the government comes in and guts us for the rest of what we got, right? Oh, and if that's not enough, if we manage to still set aside a little bit for our kids' future, guess what? As soon as we die, they come and take half the rest of what's left. It's like, holy crap, man. How do I help my kids get ahead in this life? Uh, yeah, it's so hard. Brian, comment. Yeah, I, I just kind of would piggyback on what Michael says. You know, the reality is, is that you go out there and work really hard and, you know, a dollar, you can pay 50% of that tax or you can pay 25 or 30. So, you know, there's no reason to give your money away. And again, I think it's important part of being an American citizen to pay taxes. I'm not suggesting that we do tax evasion like Michael said, but why I didn't say tax be, evasion. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. I didn't say we, Michael said to do tax evasion. <laughs> what I'm saying is, but my point is that, you know, take advantage of the law. You know, if you look at the people who are wealthy in this country, one of the reasons they're wealthy is not because they have a huge income, although that helps, but they know how to keep their money. And that's what the Mark strategies are about is keeping the maximum amount of money that you can versus, you know, I make a hundred bucks and I get to keep 20. I'm exaggerating, but you know, some people are almost functioning at that level. Well, and Brian, here's what really freaks me out. People think to themselves, they're like, oh, well, I'm going to save money on my taxes by going to H&R Block or by going to my local accountant down the street or whatever. I'm like, dude, you are not saving money. You are costing yourself tens of thousands of dollars by placing your financial future in some moron's hands. And I'm not saying that all the other CPAs and all that out there are morons. I'm just saying that the reality is you get what you pay for. It's like real estate agents. You know, the best real estate agents, they fight for their commissions. Why? Because they're freaking worth it. And people pay it because they're worth it. Same thing goes for CPAs and tax attorneys. And that's another big connotation there. You know, there's a big difference between a CPA and a tax attorney who's also a CPA. You guys, that's the, understanding the law and the tax code together at the same time. That's how you take this to the next level. Anyway, Mark, keep going, man. I'm loving okay. what you're putting down. No, no, no. This is good. Okay. Now people, we're going to zoom in further. So I appreciate your patience. Some of you that are like, get to the meat. We're getting there because I want to zoom in. Now we're going to zoom into this S corp side of the equation. 
Now, this is so important because Michael and I were trying to get together before the end of January. This is the best we could do. But there's a deadline in two days. Now, if some of you are lucky enough to be watching this in the next 24 hours on January 29th, by January 31st, your payroll has to be filed. Now, your accountant, I know we couldn't take a new client in the next two days and pull it off. But if you do it in February, there's a 10% penalty on the tax that's owed. Not the end of the world. I still do that with clients and pay the penalty because I still save them more in taxes. But the point is, some of you for 2018, there's still an opportunity here. So pay attention. Now, for 2019, you got to know this. So here's the strategy. When you make money in your S corporation, this is your LLC taxed as an S corp. If it's not, I can backdate your LLC for 2018 into an S corp right now. We can still backdate it as a 1118 and S corporation. There's a special way to do that. A lot of CPAs don't know how. Now, I cannot create an S corp or an LLC for 2018 retroactively if you didn't have one. We ran into a problem with that recently where there's some misinformation. I want to be very clear for everybody. If you didn't have an entity in 2018 and you're a realtor and just as a sole proprietor, I hate to say this, bend over, it's not gonna be pretty, your taxes for 2018. But this is your chance to get 2019 dialed in. And for 2018, if any of you had an LLC that was not taxed as an S Corp, or you had an S Corp and weren't talking to your accountant, what you have to do is take a salary. So what we try to do is take a salary of about a third of your draws. You don't have to get a paycheck every two weeks. I know your income's gonna be up and down. Don't stress about this. Every freaking quarter, our office would call you and go, hey, how many draws did you take? How much money did you take? Oh, I took 100 grand. Okay, cool. We're going to claim 30 grand of that as payroll. We do a report. You send in your deposit. The IRS is happy. If you don't, then you pay FICA on everything. And Obamacare kicks in. Self-employment tax kicks in. This is ugly. So if this little matrix, which I've created, so I'm going to lay it out now, is I've created a matrix that's taking the country by storm. Is so exciting. This, <laughs> this matrix shows you that based on how much money you take out of your business, this is where your payroll should fall. And look at this. This is very interesting. Your payroll actually goes down as a percentage of your income the more money you make. Some accounts go, oh, the more money you make, your payroll goes up. Well, the payroll dollar amount go up, but the percentage of allocation goes down. And that blow, I teach this to hundreds of accountants around the country, thousands actually. And they go, oh my gosh, Mark, this is so perceptive. I need to be doing this with my clients. You think CPAs all know this, they don't. I'm educating thousands of CPAs on this every year for continuing education. So, And Mark, Mark, really quick to be clear, this is the amount of payroll you take out as the owner of the company not not your payroll as a whole for all the employees. This is just you as the owner of the company need to take this in payroll based on how much you made. That's right. And so let's get it even more clear. When you're when you make money, people, I want to keep your life simple. Your commissions go into your business account. That's cool. Pay your bills, pay for lunch, pay for marketing, pay for your photography, your staging, do all your little office admin and auto dining, blah. At the end of the month, at the end of the week, at the end of the day, you take money. That's called a draw. You're going to take a draw anytime you want. Then on paper, I'm going to allocate part of that draw to payroll. You're never going to get an actual paycheck. I'm just going to call part of the draw 
payroll. You're going to get a W-2 for that. And you're going to pay your fair share to the government and kiss them goodbye. That's it. <laughs> now, by doing that, you have saved thousands of dollars because it's 15% on the first 130 grand. And then it's another two and a half percent on everything above that up to 250. And then another one and a half percent above 250 grand. And I know there's brokers in club wealth making 750,000, a hundred, a million or more. Well, guys, this adds up to be tens of thousands of dollars if you blow it. So when you're bringing together the club wealth strategy, you need to bring together your tax strategy. And at yep. the same time, it's music. It's an orchestra. Anyway, so this yeah. is this is strategy number one, and you need to dial it in now. And and so, Mark, this one here, I mean, it's, it seems very simple, and it is. And you guys, what you need to understand is you're avoiding, I mean, what's the percentage? I mean, I know we're talking, you know, 15% on, on uh, is it FICA? Is the 15, or I can't remember what the 15% is, but there's a lot of money at stake here. Yes. Oh, yeah. So on a basic, let me just say you're an average, I'm just going to give an average example of 100 grand. Okay. Um, let's say you're a realtor and you're just getting off and you're making, you're netting 100 grand, which is great. There's a lot of realtors out in the country that net 100 grand a year. They love it. It's a great little career for them. Club Wealth take you to another level, but 100 grand is great. If you're just a sole proprietor or an LLC, remember LLCs do not save taxes. So if you're going to net 100 grand, maybe you bring in 150 grand in commissions, 50 grand in expenses, you net 100. Your taxes are going to be 15,000 plus state tax plus federal tax. Now in California, that could be another. 30% on top of that. That yep. means you're going 45% in taxes. Guys, you made a hundred grand and you're going to spend 30 to 40,000 in taxes. That's crazy. That's a reality that, that happens. That's the reality. And it scares people. They freak out and, and they go, well, being an entrepreneur sucks. No, being a disorganized or, or entrepreneur sucks. Cause yeah, if, being tax foolish sucks. That's right. Now, yeah. if, if I'm, running your show, I'm going to take that LLC, turn it into an S-Corp, or set you up a brand new ink to begin with. We're going to take a payroll of maybe 40000 and 60000 becomes a draw. Now, the beauty of that switch of 30000 in payroll, I'm sorry, 40000 in payroll and 60000 you still made hundred grand, but we changed the character of it. And so that, that $40,000, you pay your 15%, that's cool, I'll pay six grand in taxes. But the other 60 grand, I avoid the entire 15%. So right off the bat, I just saved nine grand in tax. Quick, nine grand. Guys, that, what is that? That's your car payments for your year. That's a cruise and, and a, two vacations, whatever. Nine grand, literally. And then, it's also somewhere between 25 and 33% of what you would have in taxes overall. Yeah. I mean, it's just huge. It's huge. And, and guys, this is strategy one of Mark Kohler. I've got 20 different strategies. I'm just, today in our little one hour together, I get, I'm, I'm going to maybe mention three. This is why I have a newsletter. I have a podcast. I've got books. I've got my workshops and I come out to club wealth events to help you get the information you need. This is just strategy one. So right off the bat, I can save you nine grand with this simple strategy. And then I'll tell you how the GOP and Trump threw gas on it. It gets better. Um, but that's the strategy. So just on a hundred grand, you're saving nine thousand dollars. The more money you make, the more you save. Brian, looks like you had a comment. Go ahead. No, I'm just listening because here's here's the reality: is that the fact is, you know, if you tuned in today, you just saved nine grand, and which is great. But 
you know, here's the thing that a lot of people miss. Um, and, you know, we had some posts earlier in Club Wealth this week, people talking about taxes. Some guys like, well, wow, last year I only paid 6% in taxes and this year I'm paying 12. And, and I was like, well, <laughs> that's really, really cheap. I'm not sure how that's even possible. But, but my point is this, is that, you know, what happens in, to real estate agents all the time? And, you know, first year I made 40 grand and I paid, you know, three grand in taxes because, you know, you got all those earned income and all that t- stuff that happens. Here's what people miss when that 40 becomes 80 or that 80 becomes 160. Yep. It, there's all kinds of things that happen because guess what? You don't get, you still get the earned income and all that stuff on the, on the front end of that, but the back end of it all becomes stuff you're going to have to pay taxes on. So your taxes don't necessarily double when you make double the amount of money. Now you can use strategies like Mark's talking about and, and keep that to a minimum. But you know, that's the other thing. When you become really successful, if you're not talking to an accountant, you're going to get that tax bill and you're not going to be able to pay your taxes because they're going to be three times what they thought they were going to do because you use no strategy. So yeah, to me, just again, pay attention and, and get a strategy. All right. Any questions online right now? Let's take a look here. So I'm, I'm inviting people to the webinar here. Let's take a look if we got any questions. All right. And uh, no, I'm not seeing any questions yet. Uh, oh, hold on a second. Here's a good one. Dorothy Bastarelli says, my tax guy said it didn't make sense for me to incorporate. And by the way, Dorothy, I freaking love you. And thank you for the great comment. Uh, because I'll tell you what, this is common. This is not an yeah. uncommon here. Oh, because it's too complicated to incorporate or, oh, all that's going to do is make it harder for you to do your taxes and blah, blah, blah. Go ahead, Mark. Mark, Mark, let me ask this question real quick. What would you say the minimum amount of income before somebody should incorporate? Because I think that's a good question for people. You bet, Brian. And and that's right where I was headed. And Dorothy and everybody listening, um, if you're netting, now this is net income. So as a realtor, you might bring 60,000 in commissions. You have 20 grand in auto and dining and marketing. So you net 40. So let's say you're going to net 40 grand. That's the break-even point. I really feel once you net or, and you see yourself netting 40, if you're, you're now here in January, and this is the scary part, Dorothy, you can't say, okay, Mark, when I make 40 grand, I'll let you know. And then you call me in August and go, I did it. I netted 40 grand. We're screwed. It's too late. Now I can only incorporate you for half the year. We missed our window. Yep. So in a lot of states, what I do is tell clients, if you're not sure you're going to net 40 grand, do an LLC right now. Call my office. You get an hour with a real tax attorney. We get on the phone with you, go through your plan for the year. We set up your LLC properly. We make it so it can be converted to an S-corp when the time's right. We charge 800 bucks. That's it, 800 bucks, and, and you're off to the races. There's a filing fee with the state, and that's it. Now, that's what you should expect on the front end when it comes to the cost. But then what you've got is a get out of jail free card, because if you make 40 grand or more, then I can split your payroll in half and I can save you around eh, probably, let's see, if I split 40, 20, I'd save you around three grand in tax. Well, saving three grand in tax on 40,000 of net pays for the process of having a corporation and more. So that's where I want to make sure you're at, Dorothy. Now, Dorothy, you're saying, well, I make a lot more than 40 grand. Why in the world would my accountant say this? Several reasons. They do not believe in my payroll matrix. They're going to think that your payroll has to be higher. So they've thrown that threshold or break even point to maybe 60, 80, or 100 grand because they're overly conservative. Everybody, I have written about this for 15, 20 years. I have interviewed ex IRS agents on my radio show off and on over these 15 years. We have done 
thousands of S corp returns and thousands of payroll reports. We have never in the history of our firm in 20 years had a client audited for taking too little of payroll. In fact, Dorothy, if we do your tax return and I have you follow the matrix and you get audited, we'll pay the penalty. We have made that guarantee because we are so confident that this aggressive strategy, other CPAs will freak out and wet their pants. We, we know that this freaking works. So Dorothy, if you're making more, anybody out there, if you're making more than 40 grand or more and you expect to do that this year, take action immediately. Don't wait until June. Get an appointment with your tax guy, your attorney, or us, and let's get it done. Great question. Love it. Love it. All right. What's okay. next? This is All great. Right. I love this, by the way. This is huge. And we're getting lots of feedback. And by the way, you guys, don't forget to type in the comments box here. Type in your questions uh, for Mark. Also, make sure you tag anybody you think would benefit from this. In other words, anybody that pays taxes, I'm sure you know one or two of those. Go ahead and tag them in the post and uh, give them the benefit of hearing this as well. And uh, just a real quick shout out to our sponsor, WiseHire. I want to thank them for making this possible today. Uh, WiseHire is a company that we use uh, to recruit and hire uh, all of the positions in our company, frankly, whether it's agents, uh, admins, or otherwise. So that being said, tag people you know in the post and ask your questions. And Mark, what's our next strategy? Okay, this is where we're going to take it to another level. Um, and uh, this is tricky. So I'm going to actually use it. I'm going to write this in here now. Okay. Here's where Trump and the GOP did us a favor. Now, I know some of you hate Trump and his style. Some of you at least tolerate it because you know he's good for business. I'm not going to get political, but I will say this. If you're a business owner, you got to embrace the crap that he's done because it's good. I don't know if we would have gotten this with Hillary Clinton and some of you really wanted her. I get it. But from a business standpoint, you cannot be blind to this. So what he did to try to motivate or to stimulate our economy is he gave big corporations a huge tax rate cut. Big corporations only pay 21% tax now. But what he did for us on Main Street, you and me, is he said, hey, if you've got an S Corp, whatever you net, I'll give you a 20% deduction. So in our example of that 100 grand, and you, you take 40 as payroll, and 60 grand is your profit, you get a 20% deduction on the 60. So that means I get another $12,000 deduction, then I pay tax on $48,000. Right off the top, this is huge. Now what you can probably imagine now is there's some interplay. I've gotta make sure that my payroll is in the right spot when it comes to my pass-through. Now what I teach a lot of people and gosh darn it, and this is not the slide I would like to see here. Okay, with, I've got good news here and I'm just gonna have to demonstrate it here. What I teach my normal, uh, this is, uh, let me say, a year ago when Trump and the GOP passed this law, we were creating two S-Corps for people. We were creating an S-Corp for their commissions and an S-Corp for their fix and flips and rehabs and construction because they got the 20% on this part but as a realtor, you phased out. If you made too much money, you didn't get this. Well, the National Associations of Realtors, all those dues you pay people, in August, they were able to pass an amendment to the law, a new IRS reg, where you get the 20% pass-through on all your profit, unlimited. Unbelievable. Now, I shouldn't say it's unlimited, it never phases out, but there's an equation. 
and it plays into your payroll level. And so I, without getting into too much detail here, um, you've got to meet with your account. If you're, I'm going to say this, if you're making more than two or 300 grand as a realtor this year, you have to meet with your CPA early on and go, okay, what should my salary be? What's my pass through? What's the 20% deduction going to be? Cause you want to find that sweet spot and you can't blindly let your accountant do this because they could be far too conservative. And I've got podcasts on this and articles and everything to help you guide your CPA if they're being a pain in the butt. So anyway, this is the beauty of the 199 pass-through. And I'm going to say this before we take questions on this, where it, you, again, it blows up and goes off the chart is what are you going to do with your 401k? Because what we start to do is the solo 401k, where you're going to take some extra profit to do a 401k to buy more real estate with your 401k. Crazy. And so now you've got the interplay between the 401k contribution, your salary, and the pass-through. Guys, this is like, it's like making the perfect souffle. It's like French baking at its best. Because if you add the right ingredient, you get a beautiful result. If you add too much baking soda, the cake falls and you get nothing. So this is where you've got to be just engaged enough to be able to hold your accountant accountable to do the right thing. You know, I got to jump in here. First of all, I want to say, you guys, for those of you that belong to the National Association of Realtors and pay your dues, you need to say, think about all the dues you paid here this last year. It's nothing compared to how much money they just made you by going out and lobbying for this on your behalf. You talk about the Association of Realtors, RPAC, all these guys out there on your behalf, creating these opportunities for you to save a ton of money. Seriously, it's... It, our, us, all of us contributing to these guys is a big deal and it helps every single one of us make and save more money. So don't be feeling bad when you've got to pay those association dues. Uh, be grateful for what they do. Yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead, Mark. I pulled up some new slides here too that um, I wanted to get over to this. Here's some fun ones. When it comes to your rental properties, I have multiple rental property strategies and ideas with series LLCs. I mean, whew, boy, don't get me started. Here's an example of a client we put together a structure for where they have their S-Corp, they have fix and flips and rehabs, they've got rental properties, they've got commercial, we've got a COPA entity to hold this for extra asset protection, we've got 401ks and IRAs, we've got health savings accounts, we're paying the kids. Guys, this is the master plan that can come together for you. So I wanted to just kind of lay this out so you're like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Well, this is what a meeting once or twice a year should look like with your freaking accountant. When I laid this out for Michael and Tara, they were just like, what? Why, Why haven't we seen this before? And it's just so, so powerful. So here's a good example um, of another operational entity comparison. In a sole proprietorship, you pay the self-employment tax on the net or the LLC. And here's a diagram that shows it better, where if I bring in 225 grand, I have 50 grand in expenses, and I've got about 175 in profit, I might take 60 grand in salary and come down here and take the rest and pass through. And in this example, I'm saving nine grand as well. This is, now I get the 25, the 20% 20 deduction too, which is another strategy. Anyway, these are the type of diagrams that I'll build for you folks, and we'll go through this to find the right fit for you. Anyway, so I, I want to jump on that for a second, Mark. So I got to tell you, our first call when Tara and I, Tara's my wife, for those of you that don't know. Uh, and when we did our first call with Mark, this is exactly what he did. It was really cool. He actually literally took this diagram, 
spent an hour. Actually, I think it was almost two hours that we spent on the phone. And he went through and literally changed the diagram to fit and match our situation. And then he sent us the diagram so that we had a clear and understandable picture of exactly what needed to happen, how we needed to do it, and how my team and, and Tara needed to interact with Mark and his team to ensure that we get the maximum savings each year. It was awesome, you guys. And it li literally, he made it very, very simple for us. But this is the kind of stuff you need to expect out of your CPA. I don't want to see them drawing on their freaking whiteboard. Give me something I can take with me. Give me yeah. something I can tangibly hold in my hands and really understand, okay, this is the next step. And you guys, you're not going to get all this immediately, right? You're going to take one step. You're going to save a bunch of money. Then you're going to take another step with Mark. You're going to save even more money. Then he's going to show you the rental property strategies and you're going to save even more money. And you're going to be able to help your clients save money. You guys, this thing snowballs and this is how the rich get richer. You guys, this is why. Yep. Okay. Uh, before I move on, I want to talk about next folks about the 401ks, the IRAs and paying your family members. We've got about 15 minutes left. But really, any questions down there? We do have a couple of questions. Let me jump on those. Uh, I saw jo Dorothy wanted to know, how does a SEP play into this? <laughs> that is, you are so cute. Okay, tell me her first name. Dorothy. She's okay. awesome. Yeah, this is good. So, Dorothy, um, what I love about this, um, oh, by the way, look at what I've got up on my screen. You got to get I love it. That's oh. awesome. <laughs> and by the way, just before I forget, um, so you know, uh, Stephanie was asking, I didn't hear in the beginning, do you help people all over the yes, I'm in Minnesota? And the answer, uh, Stephanie, is yes. Mark and his team service clients all over the United States. Yep, yep. Um, so what I want to do is I'm just going to go to YouTube, and I want you guys to know that I've got probably 80 YouTube videos that can be very helpful for you. And this example of this question is a good one. Does the separate 401k strategy make more sense? I've got almost 6,300 videos on this one. Um, Sorry, 6,300 views on this one alone. And uh, let's just go, this would be a video that I'd recommend all of you watch. Now, here's the spoiler alert. Um, the spoiler alert is that I do not like, and look at when I get on my whiteboard, this is what you're going to get on, on, on a video on YouTube, and you folks are going to love it. But um, here's the point um, watch this video on the SEP strategy because the spoiler alert is SEPs are extremely inefficient. Um, okay, let's back up. For all of you that are like, what the crap is she talking about a SEP? When you make your profit in your business and you're saying, okay, I'm going to net 100 grand or 200 grand or 300 grand, pretty soon you start saying, I want to deploy some of that money in rental property and I want to start getting a tax write-off for 401ks and IRAs. Well, a SEP is the 1980 strategy that used to work when you were a small business owner. Well, in the last 20 years, accountants that are up on their law realized that a SEP is extremely inefficient. It's like driving a, a Datsun, where the 401k is like driving the 550SL Mercedes. They're just so much better of a ride, they're more efficient, and you get a much better result. And so what I'm going to recommend is if any of you are using a SEP, you want to immediately um, change to a solo 401k. I, I can't even, I can't, I can say that unequivocally 100%. Every client that I know of that's in a SEP strategy, we convert them to a 401k and they save taxes right out of the gate. Watch that video that I just put up there on does the SEP strategy make sense? It breaks it down in more detail. I've got articles on it on my blog. So you can always go over to my blog at markjkohler.com, type blog and go to the SEP and uh, we'll help get you dialed in. 
So, and by the way, guys, when you guys connect with Mark, make sure that he knows that you found out about him through Club Wealth. They've got some specials they'll provide for you as a, as a part of Club Wealth. So make sure you let them know. Now, Mark, we've got another question from Dorothy. Great one. Can you implement your process now, beginning with uh, beginning one uh, month or excuse me, beginning one month into 2019 to take advantage of the tax savings? Yes. From 2019, we're going to, I'll tell you honestly, Dorothy, it depends on what state you're in. Some states, I can backdate your articles to January 1st and the state doesn't care. Other states, they're a little more anal and a pain in the butt. But if you've received some commissions already this year, it means you're going to be a sole proprietorship for January and then an S-Corp for February through December. That's the technical rule. Now, I'm going to try to shoehorn that money into your new entity. We might be able to get creative. But if any of you are sitting on a commission that's going to come down in the next week, stop, drop, and roll. Remember that as a kid? Stop, drop, and roll. Stop what you're doing. Get your S-Corp and LLC set up and then run that new commission through your new entity. And then you're good to go for the rest of the freaking year. Absolutely. Dorothy, get started immediately. All right, and here's another good one from Greg. He wants to know, hey, what, what if my income fluctuates a lot? How do I know what to pull out for, for uh, payroll and, and how, to, how to separate that out of my draw if I don't know what my income is going to be? Excellent. What was his first name? Greg. Greg. Okay, Greg. Great question for everybody. This is the, the battle that a lot of people get afraid of when I say do payroll. They think they've got to cut themselves a check every two weeks, and if the money's not there, the whole system blows up. No, you are never going to cut yourself a paycheck. This matrix is based on your annual profit that you take out. So what we do is every quarter, we look at it independently. My payroll team, and we do payroll for clients all over the country, no matter where you're at in Pennsylvania to Florida to whatever, Washington, my payroll team, Cynthia, might call you up and go, hey, Greg, how much money did you take out first quarter? Oh, I took out 60 grand. Okay, we're going to run a payroll report for 20. You send in your deposit, you're done. You never got a paycheck. Then next quarter, Cynthia calls you to go, oh, I broke my leg and I didn't make any sales, but I got a bunch of commissions coming in third quarter. Okay, we'll do a zero report for second quarter. Done. As long as you keep the IRS informed. Remember, the IRS is like a boyfriend or girlfriend. Once you make contact and you go on that first date, if you don't keep them informed, they're going to assume the worst. They're going to think you're cheating on them, and they're going to get so upset. So you just stay in touch with them with a quarterly report, and they're happy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it, man. That's hilarious. I love the analogy. All right. So don't let them assume the worst. All right. Keep going, Mark. We got we got about 10 minutes left. Okay. I want to make sure you get as many strategies. And I know Brian had to pop off. He had a meeting he had to get to. So okay. hit it hard. Okay, the last, I've got two more. The next one, which is a huge topic, which again, if you head over to my YouTube channel, you can type in uh, Mark Kohler uh, paying kids. And I've got three or four different videos on that. Um, so head over there. Um, but here's the basic strategy. For those of you that have kids under age 18, we're going to set up a little family management sole proprietorship. You do not pay your kids directly out of an S-Corp. It's bad. You do not do that. I do not want to give W-2s to your kids or 1099s if they're under age 18. So we take the extra step of just setting up this little family management company. We determine good pay, pay levels for the kids. And this year, you can pay your kids up to 12 grand. That's the standard deduction now. They, you can still claim it as a dependent. You still get the child tax care credit. And they have their own earned income. It's like them going and working at McDonald's. 
but they really work for your business. So as long as you have some justifiable jobs, cleaning the office, shredding paper, stamping envelopes, helping with the rental property, cleaning, fixing, you know, snow blowing, mowing lawns, whatever it is, that's what you pay the kids for. Well, when I, I have four, four kids and when we're all four were under age 18, I was running four to six grand per kid to pay them for their helping in the business. And many of you, your business is a family business. You're entitled to this. This has been around for over 100 years. This is the kid working in the New York City deli after school. This is the kid working on the Oklahoma farm after school or in the summer. This is your kid working for you in your real estate business, pounding signs on the front doors of homes and sitting in an open house, handing out cookies and crackers. Get your kids involved. So if you can run another 20 grand through what you're going to pay your kids for crap anyway. My Molly. My Molly is 15 years old. She went roller skating last weekend. She's like, Dad, can I have $20 to go roller skating? I go, did you come by the office and do your job? Yes. Or, you know, you know, you've got that fight, right? So you're teaching kids about making money. But anyway, I said, okay, 20 bucks. I didn't give her $20 to go roller skating. I paid 20, I transferred on my online app. I transferred $20 from my S-Corp to my family management sole prop. And I transferred $20 into her account. I just got a tax write-off for her going roller skating, school lunch, soccer, music lessons, tennis lessons, whatever it is, quit paying for your kids' crap. Pay your kids and let them pay for their own stuff. Dude, let me just tell you, yeah, even if you had to skip the middle part and you just went right to make the kids buy their own stuff, I'm a fan. But, you know, the middle step's cool too, right? Where you pay them and then they pay their own stuff. But yeah. seriously, we did this exact same thing. We literally just set this up uh, toward the end of this last year. Uh, on Mark's advice. And, uh, and that's exactly what we're doing. It's like, dude, Austin and Madison, I got news for both of you. Nothing's free anymore, kids. I get hate mail from 14 year olds around the country. It's, it's, really, <laughs> uh, it's really sad. Um, no. Now, for any of you that have kids over age 18, so I have three in college now. And we have a Kohler independence plan of helping my kids become independent, but I've always committed to help them with tuition. And then I phase them off on all the other things and they start paying for their own stuff. That's a little tip for parents that, that I found very helpful. In fact, after this webinar, I'm getting interviewed by USA Today on helping your kids be financially independent on that strategy. So that, that's, it. I mean, this is the kind of stuff I do. Now, anyway, and by the way, real quick on that note, Mark, it's it's good for the kids. They learn how to manage freaking oh. money. You guys, we got to be teaching them this stuff. Yeah, financial literacy. Kids are not learning this in high school, and they're not even learning it in college. My That's kids right. go to college classes and say, yeah, I have a small business, and my dad pays me, and I file a tax return, and my credit score is 710. And other kids in the room go, what? Uh -huh. you're, you're yeah. Seriously, teachers go, you know your own credit score, and you're 22 years old? I, it's amazing when kids in college are not learning this. They're coming out, out with credit card debt. The, one of the biggest classes of bankruptcy in this country are kids, are, are kids under age 30 because they don't know how to manage their money. Anyway, so when you pay your kids, I 1099 them. So the S Corp issues a 1099 to my kids over age 18. My kids under age 18, they do not get a 1099 or a W-2. This is a wonderful time at Christmas. So they run out to their Christmas stocking and in there is a 1099. It's a special moment. They really love it. They <laughs> It's really a special experience. I love it now. And then, and then you're like, now go buy your own freaking Christmas gifts. Right, go, go. <laughs> so yeah. we got a couple of questions. Do you want to hit a couple of questions? Yeah, yeah let's do it. Okay, let's see it real quick. We got four, uh, four minutes left. Okay, so Julie Moses Meggs asked, last year was the first year we did LLC at a Zest Corp for the pastor. It saved us literally 
uh, my accountant was able to do a backdate, uh, and the next step was trying to figure out things beyond the pastor. Okay, that wasn't a question, it was a comment. So let's go to Kathy. What about Social Security tax uh, and IRS filings only have to be quarterly, right? Yeah, Social Security tax and Medicare is FICA, the F word, FICA. FICA is made up of Social Security and Medicare. And folks, that's what we're saving. So when Kathy shared her experience of coming to Anaheim and doing this and backdating her LLC to an S-Corp and doing her salary, and luckily her accountant got on board and they took care of it, they saved thousands. Kathy, thanks for that example. But what in detail in the, the minutia of what Kathy's doing is saving on Social Security and Medicare. And so she's making a quarterly deposit of a fraction so she doesn't pay it on the whole at the end. Let me repeat that, everybody. You're paying a fraction quarterly so you avoid the whole at the end. And that's why it pays off. Um, okay, last strategy here. Actually, actually, really quick, before you move on, got another question I want to, uh, a couple of things. One, uh, Daniel is asking, is this being recorded? And can I watch it later? The answer is yes, you can listen to it at, on our podcast or watch the video at uh, clubwealth.com forward slash TV, clubwealth.com forward slash TV, and uh, you'll be able to access that. Okay. The last question we had uh, for, was from, actually, we had a couple, but we'll get one more from Dorothy. I heard that if you're married, it's best for self-employed to pay all bills, et cetera, so it's less taxes since the other spouse is W-2 and already paid taxes. Okay, well, <laughs> I love this. When, when you're married, we have another strategy. In my top 20, I, I talked about that. And so right here on YouTube, Mark Kohler, paying spouse. And wouldn't it be nice if Mark Kohler had a video done on this? Oh, he does. Putting <laughs> your spouse on payroll or not. So there's a strategy of when you put your spouse on payroll and when not to. So Dorothy, really look into that. Um, in a consult with my team, we're going to help you identify the strategy. The reality is we're going to do it when we're funding a 401k. The only time I put my spouse on payroll is if I want to drop some money in her 401k. Why do I want to pay FICA for her when it ends up on her joint return anyway? It doesn't make any sense because we're going to pay a joint 1040. So if I pay her, I get a deduction, but then it comes back in on the 1040. So I'm back where I'm started. The only way reason why would be to fund the 401k. Now, Love it. yeah, this brings me to my last strategy is people, you should be investing in what you know best. And that's real estate. So when you fund a 401k, I don't want you buying some stupid mutual fund or an ETF or a stock or a bond. Or I want you to buy real estate and put VRBOs and Airbnbs in your 401k. Partner with your friends' 401ks and IRAs and Roths. We've been doing this for years. You can invest in real estate, notes, tax means, mobile homes, franchises, Super Bowl tickets, cryptocurrency, resources, gold and silver. And what it looks like is we take your tax qualified plan, we roll it to a self-directed plan, and then we create an LLC. And you can have all sorts of partners. Michael could call me up and we could combine his 401k, his kids Roth, my Roth. And I didn't even get to that. When I pay kids, I may even create a Roth for each one of my kids. Oh my gosh. I mean, it just yep. goes off the chart. So it gets really, really exciting. Here's something I did with my health savings account. This is a rental property I own in Illinois. Literally, my health savings account owns this little rental. Cash flows 200, 250 bucks a month. It pays for the medical for Molly's dental. It co-pays, deductibles, acupuncture, uh, 
teeth, eyes, whatever. This is my health savings account. You can buy real estate with your IRA, your 401k, your HSA, your SEP, all that kind of stuff. It's amazing. So um, I love it. If you want to get started on that, I wanted to show you one other website on that. Um, This is an important one. This is Directed IRA. So I want to make sure everybody, you can get over to directedira.com. You can set up an HSA right now, um, an IRA, a health savings account, the uh, Roth, all these for your kids. And this is where you would roll your old SEP money to. We can set up 401ks. You can start typing a question right now to Kyle. This is in our Phoenix office. Anyway, so there's... There's that opportunity too. So anyway, final question, Michael. Mark, first of all, thank you so much, guys. We're out of time. I want to ask you guys this. First of all, uh, if you are liking the content we're bringing you here on Club Wealth TV, do me a favor and go like our Facebook page, right? So that you'll get notified when we do this. Go to facebook.com forward slash Club Wealth. That's facebook.com forward slash Club Wealth. Just like and follow our page. Uh, the other thing you should do is join our Facebook group. Uh, so Club Wealth has a free real estate agent uh, networking group. It's at uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash club wealth. Uh, Join that group. And let me tell you, you'll get tons of value there as well. So don't forget, if you want to get Mark's free download, go to, uh, and actually on that Mark Kohler website, Mark, isn't it? MarkKohler.com forward slash club wealth, I think is uh, so that you can tag him as as coming from us. Um, But uh, guys, to get his free ebook, go to uh, clubwealth.com forward slash CPA, clubwealth.com forward slash CPA. And we will uh, get you connected with Mark and his team. Let me tell you something. These guys are awesome. Hope you've had an enjoyable time. Hope you've learned a lot. Mark, thank you again. We really appreciate it. And I've got to jump. We got to get on our coach's call. Uh, So again, thank you all for watching. You guys are the reason we do this. Remember inside each one of you, there's a world-class beast just dying to get out, but you got to choose to unleash that beast. So choose to unleash that beast now and do something, even do taxes at a world-class level by reaching out to Mark. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks a lot, Mark. Thanks for having me.